I'm coming in hot. Welcome to Living Off the Land, the All Things Cleveland podcast, with your hosts, Jordan, Jimmy, and Dan. Follow us on social media at the LOTL podcast. Yeah, coming in hot. Coming in hot. Just like the fajita. Like the fajita. I write what I live. Write what I live. My life in the speaker. I'm nice with the flow. Nice with the Just like the demeanor. All right, hi everybody. Welcome back. Welcome in LOTL 56. Thanks for checking us out. Uh, Spotify, iTunes, or SoundCloud. Um, follow us on social media at the LOTL podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Uh, I'm Dan here with uh, co-host Jordan. What's up, Jay? How's it going? I just called you Jay for yeah. I think the first time ever. I don't know if you've ever called me Jay. Yeah, I, that's some people call me weird. Jay. I will say that. I, you know what? I said Jay because you're the only Jay here. Usually, there's two Jays. There's two Jays. Yeah. How about Jordo? Jordan Jordo works. Or how have, about Jordan? Honestly, Jordan is the best. Probably. Yeah. Let's just go with that. People call me all those nicknames, though. I just it's it just depends. There's just certain people that say them. It's not like yeah. everyone, you know. Time and place. Uh, yeah. So, uh, like I said, thanks for listening. Uh, we are back. It is Thursday night. May 2nd, uh, we've got the Blue Jackets game in the background. Go CBJ. CBJ. Game four against the Boston Bruins. we got that in the background, so we're keeping track of that. And yeah, you will know, right now. And you will know when the Blue Jackets score during this recording because we have a little surprise. But, uh, like I said, Jordan's here with me, as usual. Uh, Jimmy is out. Jimmy is wrapping up uh, his school year down at Kent, so he's focusing on school, so... Uh, he hasn't been with us the last couple weeks, but Jimmy will be back in person hopefully uh, soon. So we'll look forward to that for sure. So, Jordan, how's your week going? It's going pretty good. Uh, I've had a pretty pretty useful week at work. That sounded weird. When I'm, it's been, it was, I got a lot done, is what I meant. Rather to say. than useless. Yeah, than useless. You got know, it. I got a lot done, um, and you know the weather's been on and off, but I've it's my mood's going up as the weather starts steadily. Uh, warming up a little bit more consistently. The Rockets are doing terrible, so that's got me in a little bit of a downer mood, but it happens. But they don't um, play tonight, so. No, thank goodness they yeah. don't play tonight. I do not. All I right. wouldn't even want to watch it, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, what are uh, we drinking right now? We are drinking something really cool from Great Lakes Brewing Company, the flagship brewery, as many people call them, of Cleveland. Uh, so they recently started a small batch series where they're brewing their beer on smaller barrel system. So more like what a actual microbrewery would do it uh, on. Um, and so these are special edition, limited edition as well. Uh, they'll be out for just a couple weeks with each release. Today we have Mexican lager with lime. So I figured with Cinco de Mayo on the horizon, and this is also the current small batch, uh, I figured this would be a great beer to feature as a beer of the week. Um, Wait, why did you get that beer? This beer today? Why did I get this beer today? Yeah. Because Cinco de Mayo's on the... <laughs> uh, <laughs> I thought I was going to be able to do it like right, organically, right, right, yeah, yeah. and then well, you said it while I was looking I, at the I was I looking kinda, at the game. I kind of knew you were up to something, and I was just like, oh, wait, what did I say? I thought I said something dumb. Uh, anyways, with Cinco de Mayo on the horizon, and again, this is also their current offering. Uh, perfect perfect beer. This is The summer is just around the corner as well. 
Um, we've been sipping it. Very good beer. You know, nothing, oh, nothing yeah. crazy. It's it's a Mexican lager, and it's it's it's, it's like a better, you know, Corona. Yeah. So um, like when when we when we did uh when we did our St. Patty's Day preview, and mm, you got that uh, right that stout from Platform. Yeah. We kind of said it was like a. Like, it was a crafty like Guinness. Guinness could be. This is like good. a crafty like, yeah, like Corona, Corona or exactly. something like that. Except, you know, Honestly, it already has the lime in it, so you don't need the lime. You don't need it. I would still consider putting it in, though. I don't know. It's just you know. Yeah, if you have it, like if you have it in a glass, yeah. yeah. Yeah, especially if you're eating like actual Mexican food, that yeah. will help add a little more zip. For sure. Um, perfect summer beer. Um, they come in cans. So maybe you want to stock up and get a couple and keep them in your fridge for a bit. They'll stay fresh for a while in the can. Um, uh, and I don't know. I, I really I really like it a lot. And I'm looking forward to what uh, the other breweries do for their Mexican lagers. It's kind of becoming more popular, I noticed, with yeah. American breweries. They're doing Mexican lagers. Um, so, yeah, it's a great beer. Go ahead and get it. They're, they I just talked to Great Lakes today when I picked it up. They said they got... They made 150 cases, so I assume cases and not six-packs, because they only come in six-packs, and he said they've sold about half of them, and it was just released on the 26th, so they still have about half their stock left, so I would say you probably at least have maybe a week to go. Uh, You pretty much can only get them at Great Lakes. I think they said there's a few specialty stores that will be selling them, but... They have it on draft at the... Group hub. It'll be oh, I didn't ask, but I believe yeah. it would be. Um, but just don't expect to find this in like Giant Eagle or something. I don't believe right. it will be there. Um, but anyways, great beer. Cool. Yeah, absolutely. I like it a lot. Uh, I like the can too. Oh yeah, all the all the, say, all the Cleveland breweries now have, have their really good artwork. Spot on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so that's what we're uh, sipping on. That's what we're drinking. Uh, get out to Great Lakes and try it. Uh, especially with Cinco de Mayo coming up on Sunday. Um, most people are probably celebrating on Saturday, but uh, it's actually on Sunday. Uh, most people think that this is the Mexican Independence Day, that's but we'll correct. get into why that's not the case that's a right. little bit later when we uh, get into our stuff today. So that's right. let me just run through real quick uh, what we're doing today. We got our top five. Uh, we're going to go through top five Cleveland bar patios that we still want to try, that we haven't tried. That's right. You know, patio season's not very long in Cleveland. It's only a few months long, unfortunately. So kind of hard to hit every single patio in a, in a summertime. So Jordan and I have come up with five each uh, that we really want to try this summer. Uh, we've got our poll of the week, which is uh, going to be just asking whether or not you celebrate Cinco de Mayo. And we'll go through that. We'll go through those right. results. And we'll talk about, and Jordan will uh, explain what Cinco de Mayo actually means. Because right. like I said earlier, a lot of people think it's Mexican Independence Day, and it's not. That's actually in like September, right? September 16th. Yeah. That's so, right. So we'll talk about that a little bit. Uh, Jordan's got what's, yeah, Jordan's got what's happening this week that's tongue twister i don't know why i couldn't say that i still didn't say it right but uh but jordan's got that going on oh gosh the bruins scored oh you didn't notice that that happened like two minutes in the game Mm. shows how much i'm actually paying attention well we're also recording (laughs) yeah so uh jordan's got what's happening we'll we'll talk about that 
Uh, we're going to go into what's going on with the Indians right now. Uh, Indians lost Corey Kluber for probably a couple months last night. He took a line drive off of the forearm and broke his arm. So that's great. To go on top of Clevenger still being out at least another month. So uh, we'll get into that. We'll talk about the Indians, what's going on, um, how their bad luck with their pitching is kind of affecting the team. And uh, we'll talk about potential replacements and why or why not those are serious replacements. So we'll get into that. We'll talk about the game going on right now. The CBJ are now down 2 nothing. Oh, as Boston just scored again. Mm, that's this is unfortunate. This is wonderful. So maybe we won't talk eh, much about it. It's early, and yeah. they've faced worse before. So, right. So we'll see what, what happens. Uh, we got a uh, review. Uh, Jordan and I went to La Plaza's birthday party uh, last that's weekend, right. and uh, we also got to try out La Plaza at Terrestrial. Well, we've had La Plaza before, but actually at Terrestrial, and they have. They have a couple food items that are, oh, that was a really bad goal to yeah. give up. Um, they have a couple food items there at La Pl- or at Terrestrial that uh, that I think you can only get there. Yeah, the the like the, the nachos or oh, you're talking about the food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, uh, I don't know. If I you can get... don't remember if you can get the nachos at the new taqueria or not. Yeah. But uh, I do believe that they do have a few exclusives. I know the vegan options. I don't think the vegan options are available all the time at the Taqueria. Yeah. Those might be exclusive to just the um, to just the terrestrial cart right. or, or uh, setup, I should say. It's not really a cart, but right. you know what I mean. Yeah, so we'll talk about that a little bit. Uh, Jordan's got a very, I'm not going to say outlandish because I, I don't necessarily disagree with him, but a very uh, poignant comment on our outline, and we'll talk about if Terrestrial is the best brewery in Cleveland now. Ooh, is it? Yeah. Do we'll, people we'll think see. this? I, I Do don't know. Do I think it this? Might, it might be just you. I don't know. <laughs> uh, and then we've got a couple events to talk about to kind of wrap up our episode. So let's get into it, shall we? Let's do it. So let's let's do our top five first. Uh, let's go through our top five uh, favorite patios. I'll actually go first. Sounds good. Uh, I feel like I always end it with our top fives, but I'll go first this time. Uh, these actually are in no order, I guess. Maybe the first one uh, is the most uh, is the one that I most want to go check out. Uh, number five for me, is sibling rivalry, mainly because I just haven't been there yet. Um, in general, I haven't been there because I know a couple of ours on here. We've been to the place, but we haven't been to the patio. Right. So oh, you drank their beer before, though. Oh yeah, That's absolutely. Sure. And uh, they're coming out with a Channing Fry beer mm, soon. He, he posted it on his Instagram story. He needs to be a beer of the week. Yeah, for sure. Uh, number four for me is a brewery that I've been meaning to try for a long time since it opened a couple years ago. Goldhorn Brewery. Mm-hmm. I've never seen what their patio looks like. This is another one where I really just want to. I really just want to go. And now the fact that it's summertime, right. uh, it's. Uh, you know, kill two birds with one stone to check exactly. out the patio as well. Uh, it's definitely a they get a lot of good reviews and it looks like a really cool place. We've yeah. had their beer, we had it at the beer fest. Yeah, um, but we've never been there. Uh, number three for me is Brick and Barrel. This is down in the Flats area. 
uh, on Columbus Road. I love this place. Down by the bridge. I mainly because I want to sit outside there yeah. and just see like yeah. the backdrop of the city and the bridges and all that. While I'm, I can, uh, I can sipping on a tasty brew. I believe I talked about the brewery when I went with my sister. Yeah, but it's really good. Yeah, it's a great place. Yeah, uh, I'm looking forward to that. Right next door to sure. pretty good pizza too, in my opinion. Sinatos. Sinatos. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I apologize. I just realized I apologize for my voice. I've been battling a cold, so I sound like an. He's idiot. got the sniffles. <laughs> That's all right. It just makes your radio voice yeah. better. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Number two for me, play another place that I think all these. Well, I've been to Brick and Barrel. I just haven't been on the patio. Two, Barocco. I've never been to Barocco. There a couple times. I really want to go, and uh, I saw a picture <coughs> of their patio on. Uh, it's really cool. Cleveland.com's list, and I really want to check it out. So, and then number one for me, I've been trying to go to this place for like, I feel like te- Columbus scored. Yes. Where's the? Dang it! I don't <laughs> have it. Hold on. Oh, the buzzer. Wait, what happened? We both let's it. go. Let's do it. Hey, they're right back in this game. That's right. Two to one Just now. Just like that. Uh, so, yeah. Look, number one for me, Merwin's Wharf. Never been there. Never been on their patio. Is it true that this place is owned by the, by the Metro Parks? Metro Parks. Yes. It's down it looks the, it's down really on the, cool. No, I know. Yeah, I know. Down exactly. It's River. basically behind Brick and Barrel. Yeah. Like, well, in a, in, a, in a sense. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you see it from the the highway and like the the train. Yeah, if you take and it's train. literally right on yeah. the river. Looks um, really cool. So, yeah, I definitely want to uh, check it out. What are they reviewing this goal? Either that, or they're just showing uh, a replay. No, there's nothing illegal about that. I don't think so. No, there's nothing illegal about that. All right. Well, the CBJ. I, I <laughs> this is going to come off really weird, but oh I, wait, they are. Re- checking something i always want to call them the bjs <laughs> the beach <laughs> no it's a goal they counted it good yeah what did you want to call them dan the bjs that's what she said <laughs> 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 oh. Oh, oh boy in- oh boy innuendos man silly so that's my top five jordan what's yours my top five. Uh, number five, the harp. Um, I have been to the harp one time, but um, the harp. Yeah, uh, but I've never been. Apparently, they have this patio, and I understand where it would have been now because I went on St. Patrick's Day, and they had this like indoor outdoor. You know those like tent deals. Yeah. Where it was heated. Obviously, that's the patio, and right. it basically overlooks the lake, which is oh, awesome. nice. Yeah. So I 100% want to go to the harp's patio. Uh, so yeah, that's going to be a place I'm going to hit up this, uh, summer, uh, Fatheads in Middlesbrough Heights. So it's not exactly in a super picturesque area, right? but it does seem like a pretty cool patio they built out in the front. And I know they said they're going to keep working on it. They're going to have a smoker out there, or I don't know if they already do. Um, just looks like a place I'd want to check out. I've been, we've been there, but I would like to go sit out on the patio at some point. Yeah, for sure. Number three is Nuevo. Uh, it's that Mexican restaurant Nuevo. near the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I have been to the restaurant. I'm not a fan of it. <laughs> I've been to the restaurant and I'm not a fan of it for a lot of reasons, which I don't need to get into right now. But the patio is really cool. Uh, I've never been on the patio, but I've seen pictures and it looks awesome. Yeah. So I would love to maybe go there and get a drink, a margarita or something. And, um, yeah. And give, give the patio a shot. Uh, number two is, I think it's pronounced Azure or it's either that or Azure. 
rooftop lounge. Uh, this is the Azure. bar, the rooftop bar at the nine. Um, looks really cool. Yep. Rooftop bars are sweet, especially ones that are that high. Oh yeah. And number one is the Hilltop roof, uh, the Hilton, the Hilton rooftop bar, uh, for the same reason. Uh, theirs looks really cool. Like, I've been it's there. Like cut out. Oh, you have been there. Yeah. So is it a good view? I assume. Or yeah. Or, yeah. Oh yeah. So. Um, yeah, it's uh. What, I think yeah, it faces the lake. I think. Yeah, yeah. That's so you that's, get a really cool view of like uh, uh, Brown Stadium and and all the right. stuff that's out on the lake, like the Science Center, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, our beautifully disgusting port. Yeah. So. That too. Yeah. So all that um, good stuff. Yeah. So that's mine. Top five. So there's our top five. Uh, if you guys got any patios that we missed that you that you really love, uh, it doesn't have to be one that uh, you want to try. You might have one that you go to a lot that we've never been to that should be on our list. So uh, hit us up, let us know, and uh, we'll add it. So what what should we do next? Um, let's do 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 do. Let's do the let's talk about the Indians. Let's do that. And we can do what's happening and um, Cinco de Mayo together, All right. probably. Cool. Yeah. All right. So, the Indians. A uh, lot of weird stuff going on right now, honestly. And I don't really know what to make of it. Um, I, I don't know. They're just such an enigma to me right now. It's, it's really interesting because they're they're... Well, they lost last night, but before last night, they were 16 and 12, which you wouldn't think of it, but is the best start that they've ever had under Tito Francona in April. Which is crazy. To right. Think of it. Because nuts. they've had a team that's won 100 games mm-hmm. uh, in 2017. So that's really interesting to me. Uh, you'd never know it by the way they're playing, but their pitching is so good that it you know they're not even averaging four runs a game and they're above 500. Um, it's just incredible. It's been incredible pitching, though. I mean, oh, some yeah. of the, the games are so low scoring yeah. sometimes. Our starting pitching is just unreal. And uh, not to mention the fact that we've been without uh, Mike Clevenger, who, who was also has a, a good year, who pitched, started twice and didn't give up a run, but then got hurt. So he's been out three weeks. So what's interesting is the Indians said that he wasn't going to pick up a baseball for two months. It's been three weeks since he's been hurt and he's throwing. Uh, which, if you know anything about the Indians, their training staff has come under a lot of scrutiny because the Indians over the years have have had a lot of players being injured, and this year's no exception. Uh, Frankie Lindor, uh, yeah, you know, the last few years Michael Brantley hasn't been able to stay oh, on the my field. Goodness. Yeah, he's had some serious injury problems. Uh, let's see who else. I mean, just the pitching. Corey Kluber got hurt last year. Carrasco. Carrasco. Got I mean, those. Well, the, those Carrasco are one, the Carrasco one's a freak injury. Kluber, no. Kluber, well, didn't he get hit by a. Well, I mean, yesterday, but I'm, I'm talking like. Oh, you're talking about the So he, he's one, been yeah. battling back in the injuries yeah, for a while. Yeah, yeah. No, the Carrasco one was a freako injury. Yeah, that, no, was, a, that was a. Same fluke. with Kluber. The current Kluber one was pretty yeah. freaky, too. Like Danny Salazar's missed like the last two yeah. years just because yeah. of like shoulder. He, well, he, he basically removed himself oh, from yeah. the equation. Yeah. He. They're gonna they're gonna still try and make him a bullpen pitcher, but I who knows? Man, what happened to him? He used to be a pretty big deal at one yeah, point. Yeah. Um. So. You know, Bauer's been hurt. Bauer got hurt last year. It, it, that was another freak injury. He took a line drive off the ankle. 
Sprained his ankle. Right. And that really hurt the Indians because he couldn't get back in time to be able to start right. in the playoffs. He came out of the bullpen, which that's not him. Right. right. So he tried to help the team as much as he could, but he couldn't come out of the bullpen. So. It's just when you're a starter and you're forced to do that. Yeah. So the Indians have had just a huge history with injuries over the last few years. And it's just, it's not stopping. Clevenger goes down with some freak back injury where he pulled like the muscle that's like behind your armpit or something weird. (laughs) Abe was, Abe was trying to talk to me about it last night and he's like, he's like, he's never heard of that injury before. Like, I'm like, did you ever, you know, he doesn't. Abe doesn't work on professional athletes, but right, right. But, but he, he's a he, chiropractor, he, he so does he sees, under. Is that live? Yeah. Oh, no, that's the. Am I dumb? Oh no, it's a replay. Sorry, my oh. bad. My bad. I didn't mean to interrupt. So it shouldn't have been a goal. Look at that. It so hit the net. So they're saying it shouldn't have been. Yeah, but they can't take they it can't away go now. Back now, yeah, no. Um, Interesting. Anyway. Um, yeah, well, he does understand a lot about like muscles and. Yeah. So and he said he's body. never he's never seen that injury before. So. Um, it's just unbelievable. And then last night, Corey Kluber takes a line drive off of the uh, off of the forearm and breaks yeah. his arm. Yeah, like what? Just, now the positive news is they said it wasn't a, a, a like an actual. Yeah, it was a non-displaced fracture. Yeah, so exactly. basically, the bone didn't shift. It right, just, right. It, it just, just cracked. A little hairline. Problem, so if it was a if it was a displaced fracture, he'd have been done for the year. He right. would have had to have surgery. He doesn't right. have to have surgery. Right. So. so he'll just have it immobilized in a uh, sling, probably. But still, that could be a long time, though. Yeah, he'll be out for probably at least eight weeks. Yeah, that's so a lot um, of missing missed starts from him. So, yeah, the interesting thing about Kluber is, you know, some people like the eternal optimist uh, could be looking at this as almost a good thing for Kluber because mm-hmm. he started off the year really rough, and he. His velocity on his fastball has dropped to like 89-90. It should be like 93-94 usually right, right. where he's at. Um, ooh, that was, that was a brutal hit. Yeah. Um, so a, a lot of people are thinking, okay, well, maybe he can take this time off to get his get his knee right, get his back right, and yeah. come back and be okay. Maybe for a stretch run, come back and be fresh. So, I mean, that's one way to look at it. The other way to look at it is you've now lost a two-time Cy Young winner, uh, an up-and-coming pitcher who, judging by the way he started the first two starts, could have challenged for the Cy Young this year in Clevenger. Mm-hmm. And that's the strength of your team as you're starting pitching, and you've lost two-fifths of your starters. Yeah, Your so-called ace, he hasn't pitched like that this year, mm-hmm. but you know that's, that's his reputation. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, uh, Clevenger, who's an up-and-coming uh, stud starting pitcher. So it's really interesting. It's going to put a lot more pressure on Bauer. It's going to put a lot more pressure on Carrasco. Uh, Bieber's going to have to step up. Yeah. That guy that they've had spot start for Clevenger, Jeffrey. I don't know if it's Jeffrey or Heffrey. I don't know. Rodriguez. Oh, yeah, that guy. Yeah. Um, he's pitched well, but he's really young. And I don't know if you can count on him to be an every fifth-day starter. So, you know, I mean, we'll see We'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. But – um. You know, for the rest of the season, they're just going to have to find a way to make it work. They yeah, they did it with the lineup for the first month of the season before uh, they got Cargo back, before Frankie came back. Um, you know, they're still not really scoring runs, but at least they're not as embarrassing as a lineup. Carlos Gonzalez has had a couple good hits. You know, there's been some there's been some positives as far as scoring goes. I yeah, suppose. he's been he's been good. Frankie Frankie's gotten back. Um, 
Sorry, there's a scrum in front of the goal. I, I, lo- I <laughs> love how we're just going. Yeah, we're just going. <laughs> and yeah, and I just... didn't even have the, the. I didn't even like pick up. I just let it go. Yeah. <laughs> but um. But anyway, I don't even remember what I was. Oh, we were talking about. Uh, yeah. So Ramirez is still worrying me. I he's still batting like 180. He he's like not what he used to be. Or... He had he had one game uh, a week ago where he went like four for five. Mm-hmm. But he's just man, it's been brutal. It's um, weird. Do you think it's a mental case with him, or do you? Think I don't know. He Pete, just had some. Uh, well, so there was that, there was that whole bogus like article that came out about him possibly being on steroids last year. Oh, I do vaguely remember. And that. he's he's struggled since then. So obviously, you know, conspiracy theorists right, would be like, right. "Oh, it's because he's off the juice." Like, <laughs> right? I'm pretty sure he's he was not on steroids. The dude's like five foot seven. Right. And he's just a bulky guy. Right. Yeah. Um. So I don't I don't think he's on I don't think that has anything to do with it. I, I think it's more mental. I don't know. He right. started last year last year he wanted to hit forty home runs. And at the end of the year, he was pulling the ball badly the right. last like two right. months of the year. Um trying to hit home runs. Right. So maybe he hasn't gotten out of that yet. Uh but we'll see. It's a long season. Who knows? Uh Santana stayed hot, which is nice. Cargo's been good. Jake Bowers has been okay. But um you know the back half of the lineup is still an absolute travesty. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Roberto Perez, Tyler Naquin, Greg Allen, those oh, guys. Okay. Just, Naquin, does Naquin even know what's? What I don't baseball know. I don't is? know how much longer. I don't know how much longer Naquin's going to be. Yeah. With the big league club, he might get sent down. So we'll see, though. So yeah. But just uh. What's really interesting, and it was a, it was a topic on on uh, sports talk this morning, was uh, you know, are the Indians going to go out and try and replace Corey Kluber? It's going to be out a couple months. They're already trying to replace Mike Clevenger, so you only have so many uh, major league caliber starting pitching. So somebody brought up Dallas Keuchel's name, which I know you know mm. a lot about. Uh, he's not on the Astros. Um, right. He's, he's a, currently still a free agent. Free agent. <laughs> uh, because nobody's nobody's been offering him what he wants as far as uh, as far as money goes. So uh, he seems like he's not going to take a deal unless it's for what he wants. So uh, it's kind of odd to me because he's getting later in his career for him to be holding out that much. Yeah, I mean, he's, I, I he's, under- 30, he's thirty-one. Right. So he's still he's a couple he's got years. A, he could potentially have eight years. Left. Oh yeah. I mean, I mean, you know, he's still. Are, he, I mean, he's a couple years younger than Kluber. Right, Kluber's right. thirty three. Uh, right. I think he's going to be thirty four this year. But in pitching, that's not that old. No, and, <clears throat> and he's been pretty solid for the most part. His yeah. He's not Cy Young level, at least not last year. I wouldn't say, but the last few years before, he was he was on the border of you know he's he's right. won it before and he's uh, he's been there yeah uh, on the fringe at least yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I think you know we talked about this earlier today on Twitter. Personally, I think he'd be a great fit with the Indians. But yeah, I mean, there's a lot of people that would be a great fit with the. It's just you know, it's a matter of is it realistic or not. You know, right. if if the Astros, not that the Astros are big spenders, but they've they've proven themselves in the last few years to at least want to hold on to and pay their current players. And if they're not even really getting anywhere with him, I can't imagine that. Um, you know, I can't imagine that he's he's gonna take a a, a a smaller deal, but you never know. But it would definitely it, it would definitely be cool to see him in an Indians uh, uniform. That's for sure. Yeah, I so I, I brought it up just because it was a big topic in sports talk um, radio this morning. Mm-hmm. 
My thing is, uh, it's it will be a cold day in hell before the Indians sign Dallas Keuchel. The reason why he's not playing right now is because he wants more money. There are bigger markets and bigger spenders out there that aren't willing to pay him. Mm-hmm. Like, do you, do Indians fans really think that the Indians are willing to pay him? They weren't willing to pay Michael Brantley, who was one of their own. Right. Dallas Keuchel made thirteen million dollars last year. Right. Michael, now now starting pitching is more important than outfield, so true, obviously, true, but true. but if they weren't willing to pay Michael Brantley fifteen million, somebody that is an all star caliber player, um, and is their own guy, why would they be willing to pay eighteen million dollars for Dallas Keuchel right. and guarantee him that money right. when they just slash payroll this year? Um, I just, I, I just, I don't, I don't see it happening. It would make sense, yeah, but I don't see it happening with the way the right. Indians. Do and that, that's another thing with Keuchel is he's not looking for a one-year deal. He's looking for a three, a four-year deal with big-time money. Right. So the Indians would have to commit to four years of paying a starter eighteen to twenty million dollars. And if they're going to do that with anybody coming up, it's going to be with Trevor Bauer, not Dallas well, Keuchel. And, and rightfully so. Right, the guys clearly proven himself to be one of the better pitchers now. In the yeah, league. so for me, it, I, I was listening to it on the drive-in to work this morning. It's absolutely laughable to think that the Indians would seriously yeah. make a run at Dallas Keuchel, yeah. unfortunately. But, uh, yeah, we'll see where he ends up. Uh, I, I read an article this morning that says that he doesn't mind sitting out the entire year if he doesn't get an offer that he wants, which is interesting to me. You're going to just not get paid for a year? I know he's had some injury issues in the last year so maybe he's like well you know what i can rehab fully like really take it easy yeah uh and in the meantime just wait it out until i get the money i want so i don't know i guess maybe it makes sense but it's just weird to me we do need i think a lot of us especially myself like as as a fan you know we forget that a lot of these guys are so business-minded they're right we want to think that they're like Oh, it's all heart or whatever, but a lot of times it's business, right? and actually most of the time it's business, I should say. Um, right. So yeah, I don't know. We'll see where he goes, but that would be an, that's an. I just think it's an interesting discussion. I really do. I think I think it's a cool discussion to to have. Uh, you know, if Keiko would be an Indian. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, I agree with that. Uh, so we'll see. We'll see what happens in the coming weeks. Uh, what's really interesting about the Indians so far is that they've struggled in the division and they've actually been more successful out of the division. You'd think that'd be the other way around because the Indians division is so bad. Right. But they they got swept by the Royals. They I think lost two or three to the Twins. Um, I think they split with the Tigers or they beat them two out of three. But um, yeah, they've struggled in the division, right. which doesn't bode well because you need a good division record to win your division. Especially with how well the Twins are playing so far. So, we'll see what happens. Um, weather's warming up, so hopefully that heats up those bats. Because with the with the way the starting pitching is going, with uh, injuries... They're going to need all the offense they can get. For sure. So, uh, like we said before, we are currently watching the CBJ uh, playoff game against the Boston Bruins. Game 4 in Columbus. Um Jackets hold a two to one series lead. They are down two to one right now in this game, but they're they look like they're threatening. They've been threatening. They've got a, well, they're, they're on the power play. They're on a, well, they're on a power play now, but even before the power oh, play, gosh. They, yeah, they missed. They yeah, even before the power play, they were threat pulling together some good offensive pushes. So. Yeah, 
Um, so just a couple things uh, to touch on with this. Um, I'm I'm shocked. I've never been to a Blue Jackets game. I'm shocked at uh, how great the crowd is down there. You you don't obviously being there would even make it that much better. But you don't even have to go there to tell to see and understand how great that atmosphere is. Yeah. We were mentioning earlier the arena itself, like the arena team does a good job of special effects yeah, yeah. and like lights and noises and all that kind of stuff. They have like a cannon that they fire yeah. every time they score. When they a score, goal, yeah. Which well, little traditions like that are always fun. You know? Yeah. So like uh, the reason why that they're called Blue Jackets, like they're not. It's not a bee. I was okay. You know what's funny? Until about a year ago, it's I like, thought yeah, they were right. like, oh, instead of the Yellow Jackets, yeah. they're the Blue Jackets. So it's a. It's like I'm it's so actually dumb. Yeah, it's like. actually a Civil War reference. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's the blue, like yeah, the Yankees. It's the, yeah, yeah, it's the it's the Union the Union right. soldiers. Um, it's, it's, but it's, but because it's blue, you know, it's jackets. Mm-hmm. Their mascot is uh, a bee. Right. And what's funny is uh, the actual mascot has been fighting on Twitter with the uh, the uh, CEO of Barstool Sports. Oh, that's funny. Dave Portnoy. Oh, he's a piece. Of, he's a. Oh yeah. He, well, well, I mean, he's what's the word I can say that, that would be? He's a, he's a, a douche. Hashtag a hole. He's a douche. Yeah, that's what he is. Um, but you know, he's he's from Boston. So yeah. He's well, a, he's a fair game because he's from Boston. But like, yeah, yeah. he's of course he's gonna. He always tries to start Twitter wars, and that's like, oh, all, yeah. that's literally all he does. Yeah, yeah. He went to the Super Bowl. Somehow got in, even though he's got a, I think, right. a lifetime got, ban yeah. from the NFL. Yeah. He got in somehow, and instead of just he being got, content that he got in and watching the game, he had to like start a scene and then like. Well, they dragged him out. Well, right, but like, yeah, he he's so annoying. I can't stand him. But yeah, that's just my. Experience. I do enjoy some of the stuff that Barstool does. Yeah, I, they I'm have not some. They have it. some cool <laughs> bloggers. I like Big Cat. Big yeah, Cat's funny. Their sense of humor is is harsh but it's very funny yeah. like as an adult it's funny you know yeah, what i'm saying i mean like, they're very much you know east coast like elite like oh type, absolutely like, type people right um but uh but i, I do enjoy some of the stuff like yeah. i said big cat uh i i love listening to uh pardon my take the podcast yeah. on uh that big cat does with uh pft so i do enjoy some of their stuff um yeah so go blue jackets they're down two to one right now in That's the game right. hopefully they come back and We'll update you guys throughout my, the episode. Uh, my side team was out. The uh, uh, Washington's out, so I'm just going for the Blue Jackets now. So you're a Red Wings fan, then a Capitals nah, fan? Nah, I'm not a legit Capitals fan. I really like Ovechkin. Oh, So okay. I just was side-supporting them yeah. the last few years. Oh, they're hugging. Look at that. That's cute. Oh. But now nah, I'm just going for the Blue Jackets at this point. Yeah. Like, why not? All right. And it's really cool. A lot of people here are, are fans anyway. So. Sure. Uh, all right, so Jordan, what's happening? That's what's happening. Aye, 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 aye. <laughs> so, uh, for what's happening, I kind of want to tie it in with our poll, uh, which I'm going to jump with into the poll first. Um, and the poll was, do you celebrate Cinco de Mayo? Um, these poll results kind of surprised me, at least the Facebook ones. Uh, 31% say Do you yes. celebrate what? Cinco de Mayo. <laughs> uh, 31% said yes. Uh, 69% said no. Twitter okay. was almost the exact opposite. Uh, 60% said yes. 40% said no. It's so and weird. How that, this, and it's yeah, got to yeah. be a generational thing. It has to be. It has it to be. It absolutely has to be. Either that or it's a regional thing. 
because we have more national followers or friends from around. You yeah, know, yeah. I don't know. Like, yeah, it's, yeah. but so um, so that's our poll. Uh, and I, for what's happening, I kind of I, I I've been reading a lot of articles about like appropriation and Cinco de Mayo and stuff. And I do think it's a good time to have that conversation. First and foremost, I think it's great that a lot of Americans celebrate Cinco de Mayo and um, Mexican food. Good grief. The impact it's had on this country is shocking. Like it, it, it was well, so not, good. it's not when you think of the region, but um, it is, it is quite a fascinating impact that, uh, that yeah, that was close. It's quite a fascinating impact that Mexican food has had on this country. Uh, there's a you know if you're familiar with Shea Serrano, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, yeah, or not Shea. I'm he. Sorry, this is terrible. Me. Uh, <laughs> it's not him. It's Gustavo Aurelio. My bad. Um, he wrote a really cool book on um, on the taco, basically. Like, and it's <laughs> whatever. Uh, I'm Mexican, so I can do that. Um, he wrote, wrote a really good uh, book on just the impact that the taco had, um, or just Mexican food. Um, and <laughs> I'm just gonna get, I'm just gonna get interrupted all the time. Anyways, um, so <laughs> uh, I wish I could stop this. It doesn't stop. It just keeps going. All right. Uh, so Gustavo Arellano, um, he wrote, I, I'm trying to look up the name of the book right now, uh, but it, it's basically like how the taco took over or yeah. Mexican food. It's literally called How Mexican Food Conquered America. It's <laughs> fascinating. It, it, I mean, it's so cool to see how, because if you think about it, well, okay, at one point the U.S. wasn't, hey, let's go get Mexican. So when did it all start? Yeah. Interesting. You should read the book. But um, so I just want to say, so Cinco de Mayo is not the Mexican in, uh, day of independence. Uh, we've already talked about that. You know, many people do know that, but a lot of people still don't. Um, Cinco de Mayo is actually the celebration of a major victory, a, a battle victory that the Mexican troops had against the French. In, it was called the Battle of Puebla in 1862. Um, the second for, in the war of the second war of, against France that the Mexico had. Mm-hmm. Um, really interesting tidbit. The U.S. actually was supporting Mexico fully in this operation because they had their own interests. Because essentially, if Europe was getting too much into Mexico, that could have actually affected the Civil War. Right. Because then the Confederacy might have joined forces. Well, England almost joined forces with the Confederacy, too. Right, right. So there's a whole bunch of things that were going on. Um, a lot of people think that Mexico and U.S. have always had a clash, clashing history, and they have at many times, many times in their histories. But in this case, they were allies, and they were 100% on each other's side. Um, so it was just, a, it was just a battle. It was just a victory. Um, it's mainly only celebrated in Puebla, the city of Puebla. A lot of other Mexicans celebrate it too. Yeah, it's not like it is here. Let's put it that way. Um, now. Uh, the uh, El Dia de la Independencia, that is celebrated. Independence Day. Yeah, exactly. Mexican <laughs> Independence Day. That is celebrated nationwide in Mexico. It is the biggest deal ever. You said it, La Dia de Independencia? Well, uh, dia, they just call it Dia de la Independencia. Oh, okay. Yeah, de la. Yeah, okay. yeah, de la. Of yeah. the. Got it's it. a lot. It's a tongue twister yeah, if yeah. you're not using um, Anyway, September 16th. Uh, so it's, this is a big day, right? Uh, this is like, if you think we party in the U S for 4th of July, it's, it's probably even almost a little bigger. Like it is, it is the day. Um, 
So that is essentially what that comes from was uh, in, in 1810, you know, so a lot of Mexicans were getting uh, fed up with being under Spanish control. Um, as you know, <laughs> Europe did a lot of coloni colonizing in, oh, yeah. in the history of the world. Um, so long story short, a uh, Mexican priest named Miguel Hidalgo was asked to help initiate an effort. Uh, as, you, as many people, you would understand this too, Roman Catholics, right. uh, the priests have a lot of power mm -hmm. uh, as they're kind of, you know, respected figures in society and yeah. they can they can influence a lot of people. Right. So uh, some political figures were kind of like, hey, can you help us out, get, get people on board with this? And long story short, uh, he, some stuff happened and in 2.30 a.m., which would have been on the 16th um, uh, of September, in 1810, he, the priest Hidalgo ordered the church bells to be rung and gathered a congregation, uh, and he gave a famous speech known as the Cry of Dolores, or, or in Spanish, in, in Spanish, in Mexico, they call it El, El Grito. Um, and so while they didn't actually, while they weren't officially Mexico at that point, right. it's like the U.S. on the 4th, yeah. he signed the paper, right. and we're like, oh, we're American now. So, um, America. So that's what that kicked off the you know the war and and it went on for a while. But uh, that's that's what that's all about. So you know I just I kind of want to discuss that um, first and just kind of explain right. that uh, in, in the simplest terms I can. Without I love history, so I can drone on and on sure. about it. But uh, so this is what I found well, I mean, really, especially it's like it's yeah. your heritage. It, so. Well, exactly. I, this is what I found super interesting. Yeah. So why is it so big in the U.S. Cinco de Mayo? Right. There's a couple reasons, but one reason is basically commercialism, um, capitalism, commercialism, all of the above. Uh, in the 80s, I, I, I read this. I didn't actually know this, but yeah, yeah. I, I looked this up. In the 80s, beer companies and food companies were like, hey, you know, Cinco de Mayo is like this thing that was kind of a fringe celebration, I guess, in right. parts of the U.S. And like, why don't we why don't we make this like? essentially the mexican saint patrick's day yeah like let's do this like we can sell so much beer we can sell so many so much food and it worked yeah they did marketing campaigns in the 80s which you can look them up it's really interesting and oh my goodness it worked so well they i was reading that beer sales can surpass 600 million dollars on Good cinco de gosh. mayo it's actually one of the biggest days to in sell the u.s beer. yeah to wow. sell beer in the U.S. Wow. So why it's so celebrated here is it's been a commercialized holiday and, hey, it's an excuse to drink, yeah. party, right. eat Mexican, Mexican food, which most people seem to like. Yeah. Um, now, I guess some some traditionalist Mexicans uh, aren't super happy about some of this stuff. A lot of them are, in my, from what I've seen and what I understand, and personally yeah. speaking for myself, as a very Americanized American, uh, I'm an American, obviously, with Mexican heritage. Right. Um, I love it, and I think it's really cool. Uh, anytime people are eating Mexican food or celebrating or, or saying something or yeah. just paying attention to Mexican culture, I'm all about it. It's, I, it's I a way to it. celebrate your heritage. Exactly. So uh, one one example that I think is really cool is growing up, we always did Mexican-style grill-outs. You know? yeah, yeah. Not a lot of burgers, not a lot of hamburgers. That wasn't yeah. really a thing growing up. We did fajitas. We did pico de gallo. We did salsa. We did uh, chicken fajitas, uh, beef. um you, you name it, if it was something Mexican, we did it. So uh, that's growing up. That was such an important part of my life. Uh, holidays were all like this, right? So 
One thing we did last year, I don't remember. We didn't do it for Cinco de Mayo, but we did this last year. And we're yeah. planning to do it this Saturday. Yeah. Uh, is we want to do a Mexican grill out. So I'm real excited. Um, I'm going to prep. I'm going to make fajita, I'm gonna make some fajitas in the style using some traditional methods, you know, to marinate the meat or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to get pico. I'm going to make salsa the way my grandma makes it. Um, stuff like that. And, you know, we're going we're gonna to have fun. We're going to get some Mexican beer. We're going to get some... Uh, margarita mix cerveza uh, yeah some cervezas uh but anyway so yeah what i'm what i'm here to say is i think it's great i i have really in recent years started enjoying cinco de mayo more i, I don't take it as some huge holiday like with oh, right. it's great it's it's interesting too because that battle <laughs> the war actually went on for three more years after yeah. that so it wasn't even like the decisive battle it right. just was a freak victory that mexico had so, you know, there's so many reasons why getting all emotional about it is silly. I mean, there's really yeah, nothing there right. for that. But. It's not a it's not a traditionalist like holiday where right. you know, like you have to you have to adhere to like customs exactly. And, like, exactly. like it's you know, it's not a religious holiday like Easter or Christmas right. or something like that. It's right. just it's just a day to celebrate your heritage. Right. And one thing I, I do want to say is yeah, I, I'm never going to tell people they can't wear a sombrero or something like right. that, but I, in this day and age, I'm just going to say if you're not Mexican and you're going to don a sombrero or a fake mustache, just be aware of what, what you look like. Yeah. That's all I'm going to say. An idiot. You know, do I care if on your birthday and you go to a Mexican restaurant and you put on a sombrero? No. Right. I don't think that's, that's what that. they, I, like that's, they do that, that. That's literally a tradition, you know? Yeah. Sombreros are worn. Right. Those hats are worn in Mexico. Like you go to, you watch a Mexican soccer game, half the crowd's wearing them. Right. They embrace it. They love yeah. it. It is Mexico. But, yeah. um, just be aware of stuff like that. Right. You know, and enjoy it. If you're into history, read up about yeah. it. It's a fascinating. It's fascinating history. We're gonna add a link. Um, I actually posted a link on Facebook uh, where you can understand the history of both the Day of Independence and uh, Cinco de Mayo. Um, and yeah, have fun. Maybe instead of going out to eat, maybe Google how to make some yeah. some carne asada or, yeah. or, or you know guisados of a really great Mexican yeah. stew. Even if it's uh, something pe- simple, right? Like that. Or maybe yeah. learn how to make pico de gallo. It's so simple, but like, have you ever made it? It's yeah. fun. It's real fun. To Tomatoes, make. onions, you can, you cilantro. Can, yeah, exactly. Tomatoes, onions, cilantro, lemon, uh, or a, lime. You could put a little jalapeno. Uh, in jalapeno, there. yeah, or your pepper of choice. Yeah. Uh, some people put garlic. I don't, but some people do. Yeah. Uh, some people add pineapple. You can you can mix it up however you want, but you know, just look that up. Uh, go, uh, and I just want to also plug La Plaza here because it's my favorite Mexican oh, yeah. place. Well, let's let I mean let, um, let's go right into yeah I mean, we, we can go, go right, right into yeah uh, uh, La Plaza opening up at Terrestrial. exactly so La Plaza's been around for a while it's a, a Mexican supermarket in Lakewood yeah uh, they also went into little, went yeah. into the old Rini Rigos and on right. uh, Lakewood Heights Boulevard right by uh, Bunce Road 140 so uh, so the, the the supermarket is exactly what it is. it's a specialized ethnic supermarket yep. where you can get food very authentic Mexican food that you can't get in most parts right. of the country honestly yeah i mean um, like like uh, i've i've been to the actual store twice yeah and i mean i mean we're talking like mexican sodas uh all these different like food that like they make all their own salsas right um the the meat section is all like uh mexican type sausages like chorizo right uh the chicken exactly that's, that they have marinated in the mexican spices yep. and yep and all that it's it's a great it's a really cool place because it it's like it's not one of these like trying to be nice the way i say this it's not really upkept 
that well. Right. It doesn't look so it like almost, uh, hipster luckies. It, it almost it almost like seems and I've never been to Mexico, but it almost right. like seems like you'd be in a it does have that in a feel. supermarket yeah. in Mexico. It has or that or maybe or maybe in like mm-hmm. you know, Texas, New Mexico. Yeah, yeah parts of down, Houston. Yeah, down where, south. Yeah. I will say this from living in Houston where there's entire districts which are Mexican basically it has that feel. Yeah. Uh, and you can get foods, like I said, that you just can't get anywhere else. Right. Even the pan dulce, which is this Mexican sweet bread, like that, I don't know of any other place in the in the city where you can get that. Pan dulce. Pan dulce. Uh, but then anyway, so recently they opened up a brand new taqueria in yep. the same building, but in the front, but it's yeah. separate. They, um, they, they had it, but it, w- it was in the back. It was in the back, and it was kind of smaller. Just kinda, it was basically to go. Can only pay in ca- yeah, for yeah. Ca- with cash. Yeah. So now yeah. they gave themselves a little storefront or yeah. a, a little restaurant, like an actual restaurant. Yeah. They're going to have a patio. Yeah, exactly. Yep. And honestly, in some ways, even more exciting, uh, which is what the, we're going to go review right now, is Terrestrial Brewery, yep. uh, which is one of our favorite breweries to begin with. Absolutely. Because of the patios and the location dog friendly like just great how place. good the beer is super friendly staff the beer is great um they just partnered with la plaza yeah so the, the they, one thing yeah. that they were missing is, is food. food and they never had other, consistent food other breweries in cleveland that don't have food there's food places around around near, it right they like terrestrial did when terrestrial first opened they had uh cha which is a pizza place right next door but they moved and there's still nothing next door. So, and Terrestrial is in a residential area. We're right off of right. Edgewater. Battery Park area. Yeah. yeah. So, there's no other, like, unless you go, unless you walk up to Detroit, there's no, there's no places to get there's, something yeah. to eat. You, I yeah. mean, they would encourage you to have stuff delivered there. Yeah, you can, you can deliver but, pizza but that's, or whatever. But, that, but that's a hassle. Right. And you have to pay for delivery fees. So and it's not, well, yeah. you know, you're not, and, you, you're not going out to like, oh, right. let's order when we're out. Like, you right. know, that's not what you're thinking. So when we saw this a few weeks ago, like, I think we both texted each other, like almost at the same time, like, yeah. dude, yeah. did you hear? And um, it was incredible. So now they are the permanent food option at yep. Terrestrial. Um, they have a little grill stand right at the yep, front. Right at the front. They got their big old sign on there and everything. Yeah, which and, I thought was interesting because yeah. I, I, w- I was thinking to myself, like, how, like, how are they going to do this? Because there's no kitchen in Terrestrial. Right. They do have um, a lot of space. They do. But, yeah. And um, so, like, are they going to, like, like drive the f- – like, make make – like, a bunch of the – cook a bunch of the meat and stuff up at – too. Almost catering Because La Plaza is yeah. not near – not really, no. Terrestrial, no, yeah. It's not super it's a, far away. Yeah, it's a five ten minute drive. But right. but yeah, no, they have like a grill station. Like they make yeah. ev- they make everything there. Right. Well, I, they, the meat they cook there. Yeah, they like, probably prep the salsa. They make the and chips stuff and stuff. Yeah, yeah, ahead of time they bring it over. But they have yeah. a grill there, and uh, yeah, yeah. So really the cool. way it works is you you go you actually they have an ordering <laughs> sta- a food station now to the right of the bar, and that's where you place your food order. And then you take a, a little number, like on a little stick or what, what is that called? Like a stand, like a number stand. Yeah. And then. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. To put on your table. And then they bring it out. So uh, we went on Saturday, which was the second day that La Plaza was there. Yep. We stayed. I don't, how long did we stay? Three hours? More than that. It almost was four hours. More we than there. that. I th- yeah. We were there at like 1230. I think we left at like 530. So we were there for a crazy amount of time. Yeah. The reason why was a couple of reasons. First of all, uh, we didn't really have anything else to do on a Saturday, but check this new deal out. It was a beautiful sunny day for most of the time. 
Yeah. Like, I mean, we were just hanging was, out on the it patio. Was, it was a little chilly, but yeah. it was very sunny Tons and Tons of dogs. Yeah, there's literally dogs which, everywhere. Which isn't really Jordan's thing, but... Hey, you know. but it's outdoors and they were yeah. cool. I, None yeah. of them were being bad or anything. Most people aren't weird like Jordan and actually yeah, like dogs. That's true. I'm unique. <laughs> that's one word for uh, it. And so, uh, in addition to, you know, all that, the Javi La Plaza, of course, there, they had special barrel-aged beers, and they actually brought back some favorites from the past including their christmas beer mm-hmm. uh so you know they had some weird things going on like that right um what was over, that what was that sour that you had oh my goodness which one was that it was called porco something porcos yeah it had some sort and of like was, spice in it so it was an it was like a fruit fruity sour flavored in the idea of what porcos like uh drink uh what is it um what Porco's drinks taste like. If you've ever been to Porco's, the yeah. very crazy uh, tiki bar yeah. in Ohio City. So it had a, it tasted like a, a cocktail, yeah. and they shaved like some sort of something on top. Yeah, I some don't sort know, of spice Some or sort something. of spices. Yeah. My goodness, was that delicious. That was so delicious. That was incredible how good that was. Uh, they had a gin, in or a, a, um, like a... A lager, or I think it was a lager, that was aged in gin. Oh, what was that? No, no, it was no. a wheat. Or yeah, a, it was a uh, wit like beer. A, a wit, a wit beer. It was a wit beer. It was the the gin uh, barrel. Uh, the the space chimp. Yeah, space chimp. Yep, yeah. that's it. Aged in a gin barrel. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, I didn't have a bad beer. And then they no. had Bra Light Lime. Which I've is never had one a bad of my beer favorites there. there. It's basically their like lager, their summer yeah. lager. I've never, I've never had yeah. a bad beer there. That's I true. love their patio yeah. there. Um, it's just it's just a great place. They had music there. Yeah, a lot uh, of music. Well, the first guy was good. Yeah, the second guy was second guy. Weird. Like, okay, I'm not gonna go on a rant here or anything, but right. if you're like, if you're like, no offense to this dude, but if you're a no name like act, right, and you're playing at a bar, like unless you invite 25 of your friends that have right. listened to your music, nobody there's gonna know your music. Play covers of stuff, right, or at least mix some in. Play a couple covers, be like, hey, I want yep. to play one of my original songs, you know, hope you like it, blah, blah, blah. This guy played like 10 songs in a row, and we, we didn't know a single one of them. Right. The guy before was playing Bruno Mars, no, Daughtry, uh, yeah. he, he played Nickelback. Nickelback. <laughs> uh, but he was, and you know, not saying I like yeah. Nickelback, but at least I know it. But you it's know, like, I can, like, like exactly. when it's a nice summer day outside, right. right? and I'm having a nice beer, like, as long as I know it, I don't care. You don't I can care. like sing you're along like, to oh, it, whatever, it's cool. Works. Even right. if it's Nickelback. Yeah. But, but when you're a no-name guy, like... No offense to the guy. I'm sure he's a nice guy, and you know he was a good guitar player, but I didn't know right. his music. Right. So it was just a little weird. It kind of yeah. slowed the mood down. Yeah. Essentially. Oh but, yeah. Um, but yeah, we loved. We got La Plaza. We got you got the nachos. I got tacos. Oh, so good. Teresa carne got, asada. Yeah, yeah. Nachos. Teresa got. I got the al pastor tacos and it's and something else. Carnitas, I think. I don't remember. Well, then you guys ended up splitting nachos. Then we ended up splitting al pastor. Because I'm like, I'm like, you guys yeah. got to get the nachos. We, we split al pastor nachos, which were delicious. Yeah. Um. So we had a great. I mean, yeah. good grief. We. What, what we, was the? <laughs> it was funny. Uh, somebody also ordered chips and salsa. Oh, I and they did, came with cheese originally. on them. Yeah. And he's like, so. he's like, yeah. So we haven't quite figured out the whole chips and salsa thing yet. So yeah. uh, these have cheese on them. I hope you don't mind. And we were like, that works. Cause it was yeah, like yeah. nacho cheese. Like, yeah, yeah. It totally worked. <laughs> right. 
Um, yeah, so, you know, a few little hiccups like that, but they're going to figure it out. Nobody was really complaining. I mean, no. people, it, you know, uh, Teresa's friend Mary had never had La Plaza before. And she was like, these tacos are so good. Oh, yeah. Because they're street tacos. Right. Not everyone's used to, like, authentic street tacos. It's legit what you'd find in Mexico. This isn't Chipotle. This is Taco Bell. And so, like, yeah, I was like, yep, yep. I don't really know many people that have had those type of tacos and been like, no, I didn't like that. You know, maybe they'd be like, hey, I'm not used to this or whatever. But most people are like, that was pretty good. Right. So, Like, um, like Jordan's Mexican. He's from Houston. He's been to Mexico numerous times. Yeah. Like, that is it's by far the closest huge. thing in Ohio we were, that you're going to find. I, I was in uh, southern Mexico in the state of Veracruz. Yeah. Which the, some of the food there is real weird. Yeah. You'll never find some of that food anywhere right. in the U.S. And even there, like, the staple a lot of times is still carnitas. Al pastor, carne asada. And they Rats. prepare it the same way. <laughs> they prepare it the same way uh, and do the same street, little little street tacos. Like, yeah, yeah. That's what we went in Mexico, and we got the exact same tacos that you can get at La Plaza. But, um, yeah, so it's great. Uh, so what I want to also discuss a little bit real quick before we wrap up the review is I honestly am starting to think Terrestrial might be the best brewery in Cleveland. I'm not saying they make the best beer necessarily. They make good beer, but I'm not I, saying they're that up beer. there. I mean, but I do think the overall experience you get at Terrestrial now that they have permanent food that is a really cool food place. Yeah, I'm starting to wonder if they might be arguably the best brewery for for quality, experience, food, and just overall vibes. Yeah, I, that's what I'm starting to wonder. I think. I, I think. Um, for sake for sake of this talk right now, maybe we could uh, replace best with favorite. That's that's. Yeah, I think I, maybe, I maybe Terrestrial yeah. has now become your favorite yeah. brewery in Cleveland. I could do that. Yeah. Um, because you know, like it's. I would say most people like Mexican food. True. Not it's not for everybody. It's, that's true. Because some people might want a burger. Or they might right. want chili fries. Right. Or something, you know, when you're drinking. But yeah. I will say that even if you don't like Mexican food. Just get the nachos. Yeah, it's pretty I, similar to what. If you don't you want, do. if you don't want a street taco, get yeah. the or what else they have? They have empanadas. They have there. tamales, tamales, and empanadas yeah. as well. Yeah. So you know, if you don't like that stuff, get the nachos or right. just get the chips and salsa. Like you know. Yeah. At least, if anything, give it a shot. If you've yeah. never been to La Plaza and maybe you're a little intimidated going to a super like ethnic Mexican. Yeah. All the workers basically speak broken English. If that uh, that's fair, if that intimidates you, yeah, yeah, you don't know the language, you you don't want to look like an idiot. I get that. Yeah. Uh, go here. Yeah, you, you know it's it's a great way to try their food out, and if you like it, I promise you, go to La Plaza. They will not care if you don't speak the language. They don't oh, yeah. care. They love everybody. They yeah. don't care. Like you, I, I, there's so many like. Uh, non-Mexicans that go to La Plaza. They, yeah. That's what and they're that, there for. Especially you know? if you go to the Taqueria, um, they're very good. Like they, mm-hmm. like they speak English. True. Um, like True. If, you, if you go back to... Uh, Some of the meat counters. Like the meat yeah. section. There, there it might, might be a little bit but more they'll difficult. Still, but they'll still oh, be sure. just like, which one? And you just yeah, right, point. Right. And they'll be like, okay. Right. It's not intimidating like, at all. Exactly. And there's um, always some young person in the back that knows both languages. Yeah. So. I, I agree with you. It might be my favorite as well. Um, yeah. I, I just I, the only the only thing I will say, and uh, you know, hopefully, hopefully we're able to talk, to, have, have an interview with them uh, at here some coming point. Up soon. Yeah, hopefully, uh, I got to talk to them about replacing one of their speakers on the patio outside. Uh, yeah, one of their speakers is blown. 
And I remember from last year, it was actually not blown out, and yeah. it was pretty cool because the music yeah. is there were good speakers. Yeah. But. So I, you know, especially if you bring your dog there, their patio is great. That yeah. there's a big grassy area where you can play with exactly. your dog. It's not right. fenced, but you know whatever. Um, the the patio is. The patio's fenced, but that's because the they grass have here. To have and a... then, and then, like we've talked about before, they have a ton- they have a tunnel that goes down to Edgewater. So, if you're going down to Edgewater, hanging out at the beach, yep. and uh, you want to go you... get some drinks, uh, go right up to Terrestrial. Yep. So, yeah, I, I definitely agree with you. It might be my favorite uh, brewery in Cleveland. Honestly, yeah, I, especially with that. That was the one thing I mean, it was missing. I, was I, the one thing it was missing was the food <laughs> option. Right. Because like, right. I don't want to like go to a place and then. Uh, order delivery for food somewhere else right. and have it take like 45 minutes right. to get there. And Well, and I'm going to just say this because I don't really care. Like, I, they would have food sometimes, but a lot of times it'd be right. like a vegan thing. And I'm like, I'm yeah. sorry, but I, I don't eat vegan food. Right. I'm not opposed either. to trying it. Yeah. But when I'm starving and I... If other people want to eat it, that's fine. I, I, I'll try not it. for me. I'll try it. But yeah. you know when I won't try it? When I just spent four hours on the beach i'm like yeah. physically drained and i just here's, want like meat or something yeah. like you know here's like 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 here here's my th- and, and like i said for people who are vegan or have to be vegan yeah we're not making that, fun of that's that. fine that's not what we're but doing like here. and I, and i'm for like trying some vegan foods 100 oh, but i'm not for trying like possible burgers are pretty good that, okay so that's where i was gonna go I'm not really for trying thing things that are vegan that are supposed to be substitutes. Of oh, I see meat. what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, you gotta try like this black bean. And I've had yeah, a black bean yeah. burger before. It's okay. I actually don't mind that type, that part of veganism, like that, like those that food. But just, food, just like for say. me, like, yeah. like I'd rather. Oh, that was a golden story. opportunity right there. Um, but yeah, it's just like I like I said, I have nothing against it, but yeah. Same. It just, you know, it was the options were I'm very, a carnivore. very limited. Well, it was also just limited. There would be many times you'd go on a Saturday and the food was over. I'm like, very carnivorous. <laughs> yeah, same. Yeah. But, yeah. So, yeah, so, yeah. That's our review. Check it out. If you haven't been to Terrestrial yet, go. Uh, you can have La Plaza there. Or if you're not looking to go to a brewery and you're just looking for some good Mexican food, go up to La Plaza. Yeah. It's some, a great weekend to do it. Get some tacos. Oh, yeah. Or Great if you're into grilling, you can get fajita meat. You can get chicken or beef fajita meat. Uh, you can get chorizo. You can get other cuts of meat you didn't know that existed. That actually would be you a cool get... thing to do on Sunday in actual Cinco de Mayo, be to go up to Terrestrial. Yeah, that would actually. Yeah. Yeah, that's something to consider for sure. Um, yeah. So, well, Dan, uh, I think we can wrap this up. With yeah, what do we got? A couple, couple, uh, couple events coming up. So uh, in in May, now that we're into May. That's right. So we have a couple cool things coming up. Um, I'm going to start off with the more the one that's going to happen a little sooner. So the Cleveland Asian Festival is coming up. This is May 18 through 19. Is this the it, night market? No, that's okay. the night market. That's later in the summer. That's like once a month in the summer. That's right. It's in the same region, though. Yeah. So East 27th Street and Payne Avenue. Um Right, that's the same area where the night I market think so. is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's in the Chinatown. Yeah, as they Cleveland's call it. Chinatown. Yeah. Um, so, from the website themselves, I'm going to describe what the what they call it, how they describe it, and what they describe the mission as. Uh, the Cleveland Asian Festival is a grassroots festival that highlights Cleveland's Asia town uh, diversity and Asian culture in Northeast Ohio. Uh, the mission is strengthening the identity of Asiatown and supporting its economic growth, educating and promoting Asian culture and traditions, celebrating Asian Pacific American Heritage Month and Cleveland's diversity, 
and uniting Cleveland's Asian community. So that kind of gives a little. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> it kind of gives a little wrap up of uh, the purpose of Asian Festival. Now let's get to exactly what's going to go on at Asian Festival. So again, it's May 18th through 19th from 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. Uh, it's free admission, so don't worry about that. Parking will be kind of a nightmare, but I would recommend Usually Ubering is. or lifting or parking somewhere near CSU and walking. That's yeah. what I did. Um, uh, there's going to be tons of food. So all the local authentic and whatever Asian cuisine, a lot of them are going to be there having little stands. Um or trucks and stuff like that, right? There's gonna be live entertainment, uh, dances, performances, you know, Asian music performances. Uh, there's also a marketplace. There's gonna be contests and games and more. Again, 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. And we will drop a link on where to ex access this information. Uh, and it's just clevelandasianfestival.org. Uh, but we'll drop that link on either Facebook or the website post. Um, so that's Cleveland Asian Festival. Uh, the second big event that's happening in May, there's another one we're going to talk about next week, but uh, for now we're going to just focus on these two, is the Berea or Berea's National Rib Cook-Off. Yes. So, Dan, I think you know a little bit about this from the yep. past, correct? Um, it's this is, this is a, well, Cleveland has their own rib burn-off, but the Berea one is like the one that's like most known in Cleveland. Isn't the biggest? It's the biggest, right? Yeah. I think, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, so it's May 24th through 27th. At the uh, Cuyahoga County Fairgrounds, um, it is so uh, that the May 24th through 27th is Friday through Monday. Uh, so for Friday noon to 11 p.m., Saturday and Sunday 11 a.m. to 11 p.m., uh, and Monday is 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. Uh, oh, that's Memorial Day. I was gonna say it's weird that they do it on a Monday, but that's Memorial Day, so mm -hmm. not weird at all. Um, it's amazing. Like, like Dan said, it's one of the biggest, if not the biggest, rib cook-offs in Cleveland. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's not just, yeah. like, eating ribs. Like, they'll have, right. they'll have entertainment yeah. there. There'll be music there. Exactly. Um, you know, I'm sure there'll be beer vendors there and stuff activities, like that. Activities, other food vendors. There's yeah, yeah. children activities. There's a lot of live bands. That's yeah. one. In, that's a cool thing. Uh, I also wanted to mention that it's founded by the Berea City Club. It's some sort of nonprofit. And I guess it funds their... Um, projects which kind of have helped Berea become a little nicer kind of a thing so uh, admissions only five bucks and of course you have to pay for your food but um, yeah it's it's, it's uh, it looks like a lot of fun if you're into barbecue and ribs and all that kind of stuff this might be something you want to check out uh, we will also drop a link for this yeah this is it's definitely a good time I uh, I have been here before I grew up usually going to the Strongsville one just because that's where I grew up Strongsville but I have been to the Berea one. The Berea one's fun. It's just, it's just. I mean, it's bigger. Yeah. So there's more entertainment. Yeah. Um, it's a good time for sure. The anything at the fairgrounds is usually fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's it for previews, folks. All right, cool. Thanks, Jordan. Appreciate yeah, it. No problem. Uh, that's uh, gonna wind us up here. I think that's gonna pretty much do it. Um, didn't really talk much Browns and any Browns this week. Uh, nothing really going on. They had the draft this past weekend, but uh, yeah. you know, we'll see. Uh, Browns rookies are in one, one big thing that I did want to mention before we go was, uh, and I know you don't like wrestling, but you know who Stone Cold Steve Austin oh, is. Oh yeah, absolutely. He's in Cleveland. Right now? He's at the what's, Browns, what's he's, he he's hanging out at the Browns facility and today, uh, -huh. uh, I don't know where he got this, but he got like this like military, like, like Jeep like type thing. Yeah. 
and he was driving around on Bagley Road in Berea with Baker. Somebody took. I'll, I'll show. I'll just, show you the video. Uh, he's just a football fan. Or? I'll show you the. Well, so he he grew up as an Oklahoma fan, so he's a big oh, Baker guy. So he's a Baker fan. Yeah, he's okay. a big Baker fan. So he yeah. came to visit the team, and um, he was driving around, and Baker was uh, Baker was in the passenger seat, and somebody posted a video. Yeah. Uh, of them driving by and said, "Hey, Baker, what's up, man?" Baker like looked out the window and did one of these to the That's guy. So cool. Uh, it was Baker Mayfield and Stone Cold Steve Austin That's driving on Bagley crazy. Road. Uh, it was over by um, uh, the movie theater, Millburg on Bagley. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, you know, they were probably driving from the Browns practice facility. So Right, right. I, I thought that was really cool. So I, I, I did want to mention that before we before we ended. But Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, that's going to do it for us this week. Uh, we'll be back next week. Uh, hopefully Jimmy will be back either uh, with us or on Skype. Like I said, he's finishing up school, so he's a little tied up. So we, we get it. We understand. But, uh, yeah, happy Cinco de Mayo, everybody. Woo! Uh, hopefully you guys, if you guys are celebrating, have a great weekend. Uh, and <laughs> that's, like, my favorite thing. We will catch you guys next week, and uh, we're going to play you out with some uh, Mexican tunes. So have a great week. Follow us on social media at the LOTL podcast. And uh, we'll catch, like I said, we'll catch you guys next week. So for Jordan, happy Cinco de Mayo, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, I'm Dan, and we will catch you guys next week. You've been listening to Living Off the Land, and we will see you later. Bye.